Good evening. I'm October Weeks, paranormal, horror, dark fantasy author. I also write paranormal romance under the name Libby Bishop. Welcome to Haunted October's Paranormal Podcast. Grab your favorite drink, cozy up around the campfire, and enjoy the show. So tonight we're going to be talking about fantasy. And if you guys have, you know, been following me on social media for a while, you'll know I absolutely love Lord of the Rings. Um... So I thought I'd do a podcast featuring um, fantasy books. And I will start right out with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, well, okay, we'll just start with Tolkien. I read The Hobbit originally when I was, um, I want to say 10 or 11. And I read it once a year. I absolutely love that book to pieces. It is definitely one of my top three favorite books. Um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I'm going to be honest here, it's actually not my favorite. Um, the Hobbit is my favorite, but um, I did read, I read the trilogy probably every couple of years. I just find it, it like really descriptive, so it makes it hard to read because, you know, you, it starts repeating stuff and it just it doesn't grip me as much as the hobbit did but i do love those books and i know a lot of people complain about it but i loved the hobbit movies um that peter jackson did and i know why um you know if you watch the appendices of the um of the special editions which i have <laughs> of all of the movies um if you watch those you'll know it's because he was on such a time crunch by the time he took over as uh, director that that's why um, it doesn't quite have the same feeling of the Lord of the Rings trilogy but I did love those and I love Tariel I just I don't like what they did to her <laughs> I am not a fan of what of them putting her be you know in this little triangle between Legolas and Kili and who I love both of those characters I just I don't like the fact that they put her who started out as a really strong female character and put her in that situation it really pissed me off but uh, overall I love those that trilogy uh the Lord of the Rings trilogy um I oh god I watched the first one the Fellowship of the Ring I think four times in theaters it was three times for the following two movies. Um, I own all the special editions, like I said. I own two swords <laughs> and a bunch of little, tiny other little things. And I, <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah, I'm obsessed with the movies and the books. I won't even, I'm such a geek. <laughs> I am such a Tolkien geek. It's <laughs> much to the annoyance of some of my friends. I quote it all the time. <laughs> Um, another fantasy series that I got into um, in my early 20s was Kristen Britton's Green Rider series. It starts with Green Rider. Uh, the latest is Firebrand. It is abs I love this series, you guys. It is one of the very few fantasy series that I really can got into and have stuck with. Kerrigan is an amazing character. Uh, her character growth from book one to the latest book is amazing. And I know it's not the most popular book, but the fifth book 
in the series. Mirror Sight is actually one of my favorites in the series. I love what she did to it. I loved the character growth that we got for Kerrigan out of it, as well as a few of the secondary characters and the new characters that were introduced. I really loved it. Um, the My favorite favorite of the series is Green Rider. There's, I mean, it's the first book, but <laughs> um, she just released a book of uh, short stories within that um, series. And I, oh, you guys, just go read this series. Green Rider is the first book, and I really highly suggest if you love fantasy to go check out this series if you haven't read it yet. And yes, I do have one issue with those books. <laughs> But I am not going to spoil it, but if you, I mean, if you've read some of my blogs and you've uh, seen some of my posts on my other uh, social media, you'll know that what I'm talking about right now, <laughs> but, um, but I don't want to spoil anything. So for those who haven't read it, however, uh, that's the only problem I have with the book. I have, that's how much I love these books. I, there's just that one thing. <laughs> But it hasn't been enough to stop me from enjoying them. Um, one of the other books that I really loved, which is more of a modern fantasy, is called Amazon Inc. And it's it's a fantastic read, you guys. It's by Lori Devote. Um, it is about a woman who uh, left her Amazon tribe to create a normal life for her daughter. And... Um, she lives with her daughter and her uh, warrior mother and priestess grandmother. So <laughs> it is a very interesting, compelling read. And the follow-up is um, called Amazon Queen. So if you guys get a chance to read those, I highly, highly suggest them because they are awesome books. Another one I really liked that was originally published by Juno Books was Apricot Brandy by Lynn Cesar. It is great read. I actually, when it first came out, I wasn't sure what to expect, um, but I thought it was well written. And I wish we had gotten more books, like even just one more book in that world, um, because I really liked the characters. Uh, the main character is Karen Fox, and she, after her father's suicide, she heads home to a place that she absolutely despises. But um, it in the book involves uh, ancient gods, ancient darkness. Um, I can't even, I am not going to try to pronounce this name because I will butcher it. <laughs> so I'm not going to try, but go check it out. It is Apricot Brandy by Lynn Cesar. Um, it, it's a great book. I highly suggest it. Another book from Juno Books that I fell in love with um, was Clockwork Heart by Drew Pagliasati, and I hope I said that right. Um, it has a touch of steampunk to it, but it's definitely fantasy, and I, it was really good. Um, the main character is Taya. She is an Icarus, uh, which is a, a courier privileged to travel across the city uh, sectors and uh, mingle among all the classes. It is such a great read, and it's such an interesting read. So if you like fantasy with little bits of kind of steampunk in, steampunk in there, 
as well as a little touch, and I do mean a little, it's not heavy, a touch of romance. Um, I highly suggest that. There is a follow-up book to it, and you guys, um, I think you guys would really love this series. Um, so go check that out. Patricia, Patricia Briggs, who writes the Mercedes Thompson series, which is an urban fantasy series, also wrote a couple, uh, I shouldn't say a couple, <laughs> she wrote several fantasy novels, which I really love. I, uh, specifically, I really love The Hobbs Bargain. If you guys have not read that by her, you really need to go read it. It is one of my favorite books, like I just said. It's, it's a lighter fantasy, and if you go to her website, the description she has on it is a standalone novel featuring an untrained mage and a magical creature with a flirtatious tale um, set in its own world. Go read this book, you guys. I sped through it. It kind of feels almost like The Hobbit when you're reading it um, in terms of the pacing and um, the way the writing just kind of grabs hold and it just flows so well it and I read it all the time I read it probably once a year too probably I think actually <laughs> I normally read it either just before or just after I read the um, the Hobbit she also wrote um, a book called masks and its sequel Wolfbane um, it is about a woman a young woman who fled her noble birthright and became a mercenary spy. I absolutely love these two books. You guys really need to go check them out. It is, it is just an awesome, awesome book. There are other books in the series featuring different characters, but Masks and Wolfbane are my favorite. I also just recently started reading David Eddings, and I know I'm extremely late to that party. <laughs> But a coworker of mine suggested it when I asked for fantasy, uh, fantasy recommendations, and then I, when he mentioned it, and then I saw the cover, and I remembered um, Polgara because my mom, it was in my mom's bookshelf, but I never read it. So I just started reading the first three books. I got through Pawn of Prophecy. And I got through Queen of Sorcery and I'm on Magician's Gambit right now. I'm probably um, a quarter of the way through it. And I'm really enjoying them. I cannot believe that it took so long for me to read them. <laughs> Especially since they were like right on my mother's bookshelf when I was a kid. Um, so I'm enjoying those and I'm working my way through them. And I'm sure most of you have read them if you love fantasy. Um, because they're older books, but uh, if you haven't, I do suggest at least giving Pawn of Prophecy a try because I really enjoyed it. And we could go on forever, <laughs> or I could because I really love fantasy, um, but I'm going to give a few uh, honorable mentions um, to um, Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't think I can express how much I love these books. I read them so fast and um, I remember I got through the sixth book, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, which is a huge book, and I got through it in four hours. 
I did not stop. Nothing stopped me from reading this book. I just sat down, I opened it, and before I knew it, it was like four hours later and I was done. <laughs> I just, I love her writing and the story is so strong. And her storytelling is so strong that I could not put these books down. Um, my, if I had to pick a favorite, it'd probably be book three, which is Prisoner of Azkaban. And that is also my favorite movie. Um, I loved all the movies, but it, that book and that movie are uh, my favorite in the series. I really enjoyed reading The Chronicles of Narnia uh, by C.S. Lewis. Of course, it's one of my absolute favorite um, Terry Brooks, his Shannara series. I read the first, I think, six or seven books. Uh, stopped reading for a while, picked it up again, and then um, I stopped reading it again. <laughs> And I stopped. I, don't, I think it was several years before I finally picked up another Shannara book. And that was The Black Elfstone, which is the fall of Shannara book one, which is the start of the chronological ending of the uh, series. And I did enjoy it. Um, I haven't picked up the next one in that, but I know he's working on the fourth one in that series. Um, right now which is the last one called the last druid and that comes out I believe that comes out actually June of this year um, I just wanted to see you know how he ended it and you know see if I could get back into this series because uh, I really love those first few books um, they're some of my favorite fantasy books and I did give the TV show a try and even though there were a lot of differences, <laughs> I stayed with it uh, until about the sixth episode of the first season. And then it just got too off the rails for me, so to speak. Um, the actors, um, I like all the actors. I've seen a lot of their other work, in, of course, but uh, I just, I could not watch it after the sixth episode I tried I might go back and try because it is on Netflix so I might try uh, to give it another go but because I know there's a second season of it um, but I had trouble I had trouble getting into it because some of the changes were just a little too much uh, for me and normally that doesn't bother me because if if the changes are well done then that's okay because you cannot take books of that size and boil them down to a TV show easily. Um, there are things that are going to be missed. There are characters you have to omit. Uh, and so if it's not well done, I can get past any changes as long as they're, you know, as long as they make sense to the overall story. Um, and I just didn't, I just... I couldn't do it with <laughs> couldn't do it with the, this TV series. I don't. I tried really hard though. Um, another book that I wanted to give a shout out to was Blood Magic by Matthew Cook, which is also a Juno book. <laughs> I really miss that publisher. Damn it. Um, it is a wonderful book. It was um, 
it was just the right length you know it wasn't it wasn't a huge book it moved at a really good pace and it's about uh kieran um who um she uses blood magic and she's a young necromancer and it follows her journey then the book that follows it is knights of sin and i really wish we had gotten a third book you guys <laughs> because i really really loved blood magic and knights of sin but it did end well i really did enjoy the way he ended book two so it you still felt like the series came to a good close i just I just want it because I'm greedy. I just wanted that third book because I really liked the characters. Um, so those are just a few honorary mentions. Like I said, there's a lot more. Um, going back to Lord of the Rings. So I finally um, achieved my dream of going to New Zealand uh, last October. And I have been dreaming of this moment since I was 15 and I finally got to go and I'm definitely going back because I did not get enough time there uh, a friend and I went and it was quite the adventure because I to that point had never been on an airplane so yes I took the longest flight possible my first go-round <laughs> I figure now uh, any length of flight isn't gonna bother me because I'm you know I traveled from the east coast of the states all the way to New Zealand. Um, it was a very, I can't even express how much I love New Zealand. The South Island especially, I only got uh, a day, about a day and a half down there. And I really, when I go back, I'm going to the South Island because that, I, let me put it to you this way. <laughs> We stepped foot off that plane in Queenstown and I did not want to leave. It's like the my entire being said, okay, we're home. We don't have to go back anywhere. We can stay right here and be completely content. Um, so I want, and there are a lot of places on the South Island that I wanted to see, um, but we only had seven full days. In New Zealand so we didn't get a chance to see a lot um, a lot of what we saw was in the North Island because we were staying in Auckland a side note that I also bungee jumped <laughs> for the very first time um, off the bridge there in Auckland and with AJ Hackett and if you guys I was 40 um, I was 40 years old it was my first plane ride and my first bungee jump and it was amazing I learned so much about myself on that trip, but <laughs> I'm digressing. Um, I'll have to talk about New Zealand in another podcast. In regards to Lord of the Rings, <laughs> um, my favorite place that we went, of course, was Hobbiton. Um, the area um, where it's located and uh, is amazingly beautiful. I, it is breathtaking up there. And uh, the hills and just the scenery and oh, you guys, because we went 
during lambing season, there were so many baby lambs and calves and, um, but so when we got to Hobbiton, um, I had to pinch myself because so, you know, you go through the little stone archway that Bilbo comes running through and says, I'm going on an adventure. <clears throat> and yes, I did, uh, run through there and say that. <laughs> Um, I couldn't help myself because the geek in me, could, I couldn't, it couldn't be contained. It could not be contained. Um, I stepped in and I could have cried. Literally. I had waited for this moment for so long that I looked at my friend, who's also a big Lord of the Rings uh, fan. Um, I looked at her and I'm like, I'm going to cry. Like, we are in the Hobbiton. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I didn't, I managed not to cry, um, but we did the tour, uh, we actually went twice, so we did, the first one was a day tour, um, where we also did, um, the caves, which are awesome, if you guys, uh, I really highly suggest them, the glowworm caves, uh, it was amazing, um, to see, uh, because I'm going to digress for a minute. <laughs> it was amazing because you're going, um, you're on the little boat and you're looking up at the glowworms and it literally looks like you're looking up at the night sky. It is, your breath is literally taken away. It is so beautiful and awe-inspiring. Um, if you ever have a chance to go, I very highly suggest it. Um, back to Hobbiton. <laughs> Uh, it's, I'm going to take little sidetracks and I apologize because it was such an amazing experience. Um, so we did the day tour, which was amazing. And then, um, you know, you get to go to the green dragon at the end and that was really awesome. Um, and it was beautiful, but my favorite was when we did the evening banquet and tour. Um, I think it was like two days later we did that and it was, I can't even, we had the best group of people and the best tour guides it was I can't I know I'm gonna say this a lot but it was amazing like you literally we got to the green dragon and they laid all the food out and I really wish they had these awesome um, mugs for your drinks and I wish I could have bought one because they were awesome oh I'm a, I collect mugs. I really would have loved that mug. Um, and yes, you can have uh, specific uh, beers and beverages that are just for Hobbiton. Um, but they laid out the food. God, you guys, the food. Oh. And so the table that we were sitting at, um, and we were talking to these uh, lovely couple and their two kids, and it was so much fun. You literally, like, I did get a little misty-eyed when we were sitting there enjoying all that food because, in the company, because you literally felt, so you're surrounded by strangers and all of this delicious food and uh, eating to your heart's content and making merriment and you literally feel like you're a, you're a hobbit like you're a hobbit and you're enjoying a night at the green dragon with a ton of food and a you know 
wonderful dessert. Oh, we won't even go there because that's a whole nother podcast about how good that food was. Um, and it, you literally felt like a hobbit. So I got a little misty eyed. I'm like, and I looked at my friend, uh, Emily and I'm like, oh my God, like we are in Hobbiton. We're in the green dragon feasting and making merry and you just like expect hobbits to come through the door and it was oh you guys have to if you go to new zealand and do the evening banquet at hobbiton because it is well worth it well worth it it was um it's just do it <laughs> if you are a lord of the rings fan or uh you know in the hobbit fan do the evening banquet. It, you will make memories you will never forget. Um, we also did a tour. And when we went to Queenstown, we were doing it because of the tour with... Um, and you get to see, like, Lothlorien and Bjorn's home and um, the Dead Marshes and... Um, where the Oliphants, you know, came through. We got to see that, too. And you literally, it looks, like, immediately, my eyes were like, oh, my God, this is where the Oliphants came. <laughs> and in my head, in my head, I can hear Sam and Smeagol arguing over the potatoes. Um, and that, <laughs> and my, I think I actually talked about it, too, um, during the tour. And there were only four of us, and the tour guide was awesome. Um, but it is it was so much fun. And you were in the woods, you know, we got to play a little bit of dress up and um, and everything when we were in the forest they used for Lothlorien. And immediately, immediately, you know, your eyes go. And it's so beautiful down there. It is, I can't even describe how gorgeous and unreal like you look at and when they say when you hear people say um, you know this you know it looks like you're in a fantasy world it's not fake you know it looks like you're looking at a photo you know you see the photos and you're like oh no that can't be real it's real people it is 100% you feel like you're in a friggin fantasy wonderland down there it is captivating and I felt so at ease and so at home and you know I'm in my geek glory literally I am geeking out so friggin hard <laughs> and I and I'm in a place and I'm with people who can understand you know and they don't mind that you're geeking out you know and it was refreshing to be able to just, you know, tour these places um, with people who understood why you were geeking out so much, you know? And you could talk about it freely. And it was, and they under, you know, because a lot of my friends um, are not as geeky about it as me. <laughs> So I'll go on and on and on and I'll have to stop myself um, because they're, they don't have that same love for 
the books and movies as I do. Um, we did so much down there, but to see all of those highlights and to see, you know, Lothlorien and to see um, Isen where they filmed Isengard and Hobbiton and all of that, to see it in person was so overwhelming. Like, I don't think I really digested everything we did um, until a week or so after um, I got home. And it's funny <laughs> watching the movies now because I can say I was there. Yes, I was in Hobbiton. Yes, I saw Bilbo's house. Yes, I saw Sam's house. Uh, I, I ate in the Green Dragon. I walked in Lothlorien. Um, and Isengard and you know all of these places um, and it was just it's overwhelming now I'm actually getting a little teary-eyed thinking about it um, it was a grand adventure um, and I cannot wait to go back to New Zealand because there are so many more adventures to have and so much more I want to see and do um, but next time I go it's gonna have to at least be a solid two weeks because seven days is not enough. There's both Middle Earth things that I wanna see and do, but there's a lot of New Zealand that I wanted to see. Um, so I can't wait to go on my next, next adventure there. And I'm gonna stop talking about New Zealand now because we will go on for another few hours if I don't stop talking. Uh, Cause it was, it was just such an amazing experience. Um, and a special shout out to the American Airlines uh, guy. His name was Dave. He was my, he was our flight attendant and he was the sweetest guy. He made my very first plane ride awesome. And he did give me my wings, by the way. <laughs> um, so those are my recommendations for fantasy books. Uh, some of my opinions on them. And again, if you guys have any questions or comments or want my opinion on anything, uh, shoot me a comment and I will answer them in another podcast. And until the next podcast, thank you so, so much for joining me and have a great evening.